0: Are you doing good this morning? Are you, are you excited to be at church today? We're excited that you're here. About half of you are excited. That's all right. We'll get the rest of you here in just a little bit. We're excited that you're here today, and we're going to have the opportunity. I want to first say welcome uh, to those of you that are here. Welcome to those that are watching online. Maybe you're checking this out on a podcast later, or you're tuning in at a later date. Thank you so much for joining us and being a part of what we're doing here at Impact Church. And in just a few moments, we're going to get to celebrate with with some that are uh, making the decision to follow Christ in baptism. So we're excited about that. But I'm also excited because today we're beginning a brand new series, uh, a three-part series that we're calling Tell a Good Story. Tell a Good Story. And I want to talk to you for just a few minutes on this subject today. I want to preach a message to you that I have called The Third Blank. The third blank. Everybody say the third blank. The third blank. I want to preach a message to you that God put on my heart, and I believe it's going to be a blessing to you. So I want you to lean in, shout me down, whatever you feel like doing. Uh, we're going to have a good time here for the next few moments, all right? Now, how many of you, how many campfire and fire pit people do we have at church today? Anybody like, yeah, we got some yows. Some of y'all are like, nope, uh-uh, not me. Um. I I personally love campfires. I love fire pits. I love fireplace in the home, um, all of that. And so when the weather starts cooling off, um, I start putting the wood on the fire, right? I mean, it's, it doesn't even have to be really cold outside. And it's like, you know, I think we should make a fire tonight because it's October. And uh, when when it, for some reason, when it hits October, I just start thinking that direction. But I personally love that. I love the roasting marshmallows and eating a s'more And all of those things, we enjoy that with our kids as well. And isn't it true that some of the best stories that have ever been told were probably told around some kind of a campfire or some kind of fire setting? Doesn't that just happen like that? You know, we're sitting, I had these, you know, since we're in Texas, I I had to bring my OU. Come on, somebody. (laughs) I had to bring my OU, Boomer Sooner, lawn chair. But isn't it, isn't it true? I remember so many times sitting around with, with my wife and kids or with other family members or friends or whatever. And I, I, was, I was thinking, you know, what would make this really awesome is if we actually had a fire going in here. But for the sake of not burning the building down, we didn't do that today. But it's, it's interesting how a lot of times when we sit around and we're hanging out with people and we're around a fire and we're roasting marshmallows and doing that thing that some of the best stories come out. You know, we, Sometimes we even talk about things that we wouldn't normally talk about in a, in a regular setting. But for some reason you get outside and the weather's cool and you get around a fire and there's something about it that we just tend to have better conversations. Would you agree with that? Maybe you can remember some conversations that maybe your grandpa, you remember some of the really good stories that your grandpa told you. You know, maybe maybe you remember some really good stories that you had uh, that you heard from friends. My kids sometimes will ask me at bedtime to tell them a story. Not all the time, but sometimes they'll say, you know, in those moments when they're trying not to go to sleep. You know what I'm talking about? Those of you that have kids, like it's bedtime and they're like, oh, but tell me a story, Dad. And and then we all cave and we tell the story anyway. And sometimes I'll I'll tell them a story and I'll make up this just off the off the cuff. Story, and I think it's an awesome story every single time, and my kids do too. So, uh, but it'll get them laughing sometimes, and we'll have you know a little bit of fun right before bedtime. And so, I remember moments like that. Have you ever, have you ever met someone and said to yourself and just kind of wondered to yourself, I wonder what their story is? You ever encountered somebody, maybe you had a little bit of a conversation with them, and when you left the conversation, you were thinking, I wonder what their story is. Maybe there was something about them that intrigued you. There was something about them that, that made you interested. You know, they, maybe, they, maybe they had a different accent, you know, for living in this part of the world. And so you're thinking, I wonder what their story is. I wonder where they moved from. I wonder where they came from. And a lot of times I, I, I do that with people. You know, I'll meet somebody and I'm like, I wonder what their story is. I wonder what, what it was like for them growing up. I wonder where they've come from. I wonder where, you know, this is where they are right now, but how did they get from where they probably used to be to where they are right now, you ever am I the only one in the room that has ever done that? You just start you know I don't want to call it sizing people up, but you just you're wondering like I wonder what like what is what's the background story behind their life and here's what I know to be true of you and me. All of us have a story to tell every everybody in the room today, if we were to go around the room one by one by one, we don't have time to do that, but if we were to go around the room one at a time. Every person in here would have a story to tell. Every person in here would have something that they could share, something that would be probably unique to you that nobody else has experienced, nobody else has uh, been a part of, or nobody else has been there. You know, maybe it was a trip that you took. I don't know. And, and if you were sitting around a fire here today with some of your closest friends, what story would you tell? What is your story? And today I want to talk to you about a lady in the Bible uh, who had an interesting story to tell and we're going to read this just a few verses here in just a moment. Many of you if if you read your bible, you've been in church any length of time at all, you'll recognize this story when I tell you who it's about. You'll immediately think about it, but I want to kind of take a little bit of a different twist on it today and apply it to what we're talking about in this series because I believe that it can it can it can teach us a couple of things we're going to get to here in just a moment, okay? So, we don't really know the first thing we don't know is the lady's name. We don't know this lady's name in the story. But but we know her as the Samaritan woman. Some of you are nodding, you know, yeah, I heard about, heard about that story. We, know her, we don't know her real name, but we know her as the Samaritan woman, right? And so one day Jesus is passing through Samaria, and he stops at a well. And he stops there, and about the time that he stops, the disciples, they go off to get food because they're hungry. They're always eating. If you read the Bible, it's interesting how they're always trying to get Jesus to eat. Right? They're always like, you know, what well, you've been teaching, Whew. what you've been saying has been so good. It'd be like if we went past noon here today, y'all would be looking at me like, you know, what you're saying is really good, but I really want a burger <laughs> or something. So the disciples go off, and, and they get food, and they're eating, they're, they're going and buying some stuff up and all this, and Jesus is hanging out at the well, and he knows what's about to happen. Come on. He knows what's about to happen. And this Samaritan woman walks up to the well around noon. Now, one interesting thing I want to point out that I found interesting is that most people in that day and time, when they went to the well to get water, they would go early in the morning or late in the evening. Because we're talking about the Middle East, and it's hot. So they would go early in the morning to avoid the heat, or they would go late in the evening to avoid the heat. This woman's showing up at the well at noon. So so immediately I began thinking, you know, okay, so it's more important for her to avoid the crowds of people than it is for her to avoid the heat. So something immediately you start thinking, well, something's up. What is, what's, what's the story? You know, if you're Jesus and you're hanging out there, you're like, okay, most people don't come to the well. I knew you were going to be here because I'm Jesus, you know, and I can do that thing. But most people don't come to the well. They come in the morning or the evening. So immediately you start thinking, hmm, I wonder what the story is here. And in those days, it's interesting to know also that Jews and Samaritans did not talk to each other. They did not speak to each other. The fact that Jesus was going through Samaria was a big deal because they didn't communicate with each other. And Jesus starts up a conversation with this woman that, you know, in that day and time, he's really not supposed to be talking to. Anybody ever started a conversation with you that you didn't want to talk to? (laughs) You're just going about your business and you're at the store (laughs) and you see somebody and come on, y'all. You see somebody and you just like Phew, I don't even need to go down this aisle, but I'm gonna go down this aisle because I don't want to talk to that person. You know, I'm just not in the mood or whatever it is. You just be darting off in different directions so that you don't see that person that you know or whatever, and don't don't look at the person that greeted you when you came into church today and started a conversation with you. And now you're thinking, man, I really didn't want to talk to anybody. I just wanted to come to church. But you ever had somebody that you really weren't, maybe you maybe you liked them, maybe they were your friend, but you just weren't in the mood or it wasn't the timing for you to have a conversation with them. But they just started one anyway. And here you are and they're having a conversation with you and that's exactly what Jesus did. Jesus starts a conversation with this woman and he begins to tell her, about this living water, and I'm going to abbreviate this part so we can get to where the scripture is that I want to read to you today. He begins to tell her about this living water that he has to offer her because she's coming to get this physical water. And he's saying, I have water that if you want this water, then you'll never thirst again. Well, immediately, you know, she's like, okay, how can I never be thirsty again, right? If Jesus walked up to you and was like, hey, I can give you some water that you'll never thirst again. And be like, oh, okay. You know, you know I'm all for getting up in the middle of the night and going to get me a glass of water because I'm just bone dry but you know if you can give me something that I'll never be thirsty again and so she's not fully understanding it and Jesus is continuing on in this conversation and she's intrigued and so she starts asking questions and Jesus goes on to tell her through her series of questions things about herself that she did not know that he knew he begins to tell her things about her life And things she's been through and where she's come from and where she's at now and what she's, you know, doing right now that there was no way. Can you imagine if somebody just walked up to you and started just telling you things that you're like, I don't know how you know that, but somehow you know that, right? I don't know how you know it, but somehow you know it. That's what Jesus did. And Jesus is pointing out these things and talking to her about these things in her life and and she's, you know, of course, blown away. And he starts talking to her about this one thing, and he talks about all of the husbands that she's had and about the man that she's currently living with toward the end of this story. You know, he, he tells her, why don't you go get your husband? And she's like, well, I don't have a husband to go get. And he's like, yeah, you're right, because you've actually had multiple husbands. And, you know, you're, you're, there's somebody you're with right now that you're not married to and all of this stuff. And Jesus is, is telling her all these things. And this is, this is where we pick the story up in John chapter 4, starting in verse 28. We're going to read just a few verses, and then we're going to skip down and read a few more verses. It says, the woman left her water jar beside the well. And ran back to the village telling everyone. This is after Jesus did what he, what he just did. Come and see a man who told me everything I ever did. Could he possibly be the Messiah? So the people came streaming from the village to see him. Well, what was this woman doing? She was telling a story. She runs back to the village and says, oh my, oh my gosh, I just met this guy. And he says his name's Jesus and he just told me all these things that i you know that there's no way he could have known he just told me everything i've ever done and all these people just start just flocking out of the village well let's go find out what this is all about right and then we skip down to verse 39 it says many samaritans from the village believed in jesus because the woman had said he told me everything i ever did when they came out to see him they begged him to stay in their village, so he stayed for two days, long enough for many more to hear his message and believe. And check out verse 42. Then they said to the woman, now we believe not just because of what you told us, but because we have heard him ourselves. Now we know that he is indeed the Savior of the world. Let me let me ask you, we're going to shift gears for just a moment, but we're going somewhere, so stay with me. Get on Get on the train with me. Has anybody ever seen a Pixar movie? Right? Toy Story, Cars. We have, you know, four little kids at home right now, so we know all about the cartoon movies, right? Some of the best, in my opinion, some of the best animated movies ever. Ever, you know, and, and I even some of them really, if I'm just being honest, just going to just, you know, just be transparent with you today. There are some of them that I actually enjoy watching. So when the kids are like, hey, let's watch that one, I'm like, oh, yeah, OK, we'll watch that one. Yeah. Or they or, or they'll say <laughs> my daughter's sitting on the front row here. She knows this is true. And there's sometimes, you know, they'll want to watch one. I'm like, you know, and, and we're sitting down to watch a movie with the kids and I'll, you know, you know, how sometimes as parents, we try to persuade, you know, they just, what, what do you think about this movie? What do you think about, you know, because we like that movie better, right? And that's that's what we do sometimes, but I actually like those. And here's something I, that I found out about Pixar. Pixar one of their rules, this is pretty cool, for storytelling is that every great story follows the same structure. They have a rule. And I haven't tested this, and I haven't gone back and watched all the Pixar movies, but I'm betting that this would be true if just thinking back. They have a rule that every great story follows the same story structure. And here it is. I think we've got this on the screen for you so that you can, you can see it. Do we have it? Yes. Once upon a time there was blank. Every day they blank. But one day, blank, and everything changed. When you go back and you, you think about those movies that you've watched, if you've seen Pixar movies... There's always a story that once upon a time there was whatever. Every day they did this, but one day this happened, and everything changed, and the story goes from there. And this is a rule they use when they're making their movies and all of this stuff because they feel like every great story follows that script, and so they follow that to a T, And so here's point number one that I want to tell you today in the form of a question. I got two points for you today really quick that we're going to get through. Here's number one. What's in your third blank? What is in your third blank? If every great story is once upon a time there was this, every day they did this, but then third blank, this happened and everything changed. What is in your third blank? After Jesus offers this woman in the story the water that will satisfy, he switches the subject, as we read, to her many husbands that she's had, these relationships, and he's pointing out the area in her life that she's trying to fit into the third blank in the story. This is what she thought her story would look like. And she got a husband, and everything changed. And then that one didn't work out. And so she got another husband, and everything changed. And so she got another husband, and everything changed. And I'm not, I'm not talking about really about marriage today, but I'm asking you the question for you to think about it. What is in your third blank? Because I wonder how many of us sitting here today have tried to fit something into that third blank before. How many of us sitting here can think about, I remember when I tried that and I thought you know that was what was going to change everything. And I remember I tried this and that was what was going to change everything. And this was what was going to make everything better. And here's some that I just jotted down. And I, and I got the promotion and everything changed. And I got a divorce and everything changed. I got married and everything changed. I moved to a different town and everything changed. I finally sat at the popular table at school and everything changed. I joined the football team and everything changed. I went to a different church and everything changed. I got the bigger house and everything changed. I made more money and everything changed. What have you tried to put in your third blank that you can think of right now that you were trying to make that fit into your everything changed moment? Because we've all done it. We've all been there. We've all tried to, you know, well, I feel like if I do this, then that'll make this better. That'll fill that void that I, I'm feeling. I don't really know what to do. And so I'm going to try this and I'm going to put this in there. And maybe if I do this, then everything will change. And the story will go on from there. Here's what, here's what I know about every one of us in the room today who have done that it never satisfied. I'm preaching to myself today, too. Anytime that you've tried to put something in that third blank, it never satisfied. And here's, here's a point that I want to make to you today. The only thing that comes into our story and changes everything is Jesus. The only thing that can come into your story, so you've got the once upon a time, this is there. Every day we do this. We go to work. We go to church. We live in our life. Taking care of our kids. Taking care of our grandkids spending time with family, whatever whatever your your normal day-to-day life, but the only thing that can fit in your third blank that's going to change everything is Jesus. And we can try to fill it with everything we want to fill it with, but here's what I know, and you know this to be true, and if you were honest, you would would agree with me. It never satisfies. When you try to put anything but Jesus in there, it never fully satisfies satisfies. Not a relationship, not a good job, not everybody liking us. Come on, some of us are addicted to everybody liking us. And if everybody liked me, everything would change. If I do this and they would finally like me. If I did that, they would finally like me. That 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 never satisfies that blank. And this woman had been trying to fill that third blank with husband after husband after husband and it wasn't filling the void. And so Jesus goes on and he tells her the only thing that is going to fill that void in her life is him. And what he has to offer. And here's the second thing. Once we fill our third blank with Jesus, because he's the only thing that can change everything. Once we fill it with Jesus, then this next thing that I want to talk to you about can happen. Point number two, your story can lead people to Jesus. First thing is, what's, what's in your third blank? We've got to figure out what we're trying to put in our third blank. And we've got to get that out of there and put Jesus there. Because that's the only thing that can change everything. Not anything else. And then the second thing is, once you do that, your story has the power to lead people to Jesus. We read back in verse 42, the people of the town. This is this is so cool to me. It is no longer because of what you said. They're talking to this woman. It is no longer because of what you said that we believe. Or we can say it like this. It is no longer because of the story that you told us that we believe. And here's what's interesting if it's no longer because of the story that you told at one point it was because of the story that she told her story that she went back and told them sparked a little interest inside of them to find out a little more about Jesus by the end of the story they've heard Je- they've experienced Jesus for themselves and so they're like well it's no longer because of what you said now we've experienced him for ourselves and that's why we believe but if that's the case then when she initially told the story that's what caused them to walk toward Jesus it's because of the story that she told i don't want you to miss this this morning i want to ask you a couple of questions are there people in your life you need to share your story with we're just going to get real for a moment are there people here this one this one gets me every time because this this these type of things, man, this is this is so powerful. Could your story be what leads someone else in your life to Jesus? Could your story, the story that you're keeping to yourself about your encounter with Jesus at the well, Jesus changes everything, you, you finally figured out that he's who I need to put in that third blank, and he changed everything in your life. Could it be that there's somebody in your life that is going to experience Jesus because you take a moment to tell them your story. It's all about telling your story. Think about think about a band or a TV show that you really like. How did you find out about it? More than likely, somebody told you. There are some TV shows that we watch right now that the only reason we watch them is because somebody recommended it. Somebody said, oh my gosh, we've been watching... All these seasons and these episodes and everything of this this show, and you've got to check this show out. You've got to check this show out. Can I just tell you today, there are some of you in the room right now that you're binge-watching on Netflix 13 seasons of some show because somebody told you that you needed to watch this show? You know I'm telling you the truth. You know I'm telling you the truth. You're just, every night, man, you cannot wait to sit down. It's like work's over. We ate dinner. Kids are in bed. Let's sit down and let's turn on Netflix and watch our show. And you've been watching the same show for the last three months because you're just trying to get caught up to where it's at live on TV. So that you can be in the conversation with everybody else. And the reason you're doing it is because somebody told you about how awesome that show was. Somebody made mention about a show that they were watching and they told you a story, and maybe they explained one episode to you and told you what happened, and it sparked some interest, and now you're paying attention, and you're watching it, and you're trying to get caught up so that you can have conversations with them. Come on, you know we do this. We text back and forth. We used to do this when American Idol. Anybody ever watch American Idol when American Idol was in its prime, right? You know what I'm talking about. And American Idol's coming back, by the way. I don't know what's going on with that show, but they're just switching networks and coming back for season 38 or whatever it is. I don't know what it is. But you have these text conversations and you call people and you talk about it at work and, and, and it's all because somebody just told you about it. Somebody just shared it with you. And so now you're caught up in the middle of it also. I have this this video clip. It's about oh about three minutes long. And I want you to I want you to watch this, and I'm gonna come back and I'm gonna talk to you about it here in just a moment. But I want you to I want you to just watch this video, okay? Check this video out. Thank you. All right, that's good enough. Now, some of you are looking at me right now, like, what did we just watch? Like, what in the world just happened at church, you know? And some of you were, maybe you were, I didn't see your faces, but maybe some of you were laughing. Some of you were probably looking at your spouse like, <laughs> like, I don't understand what's, I don't understand what's going on. What's happening? I don't know what's happening. And the truth is, that video, there's a reason why I showed you that. It seems like something crazy to you. And here's why it seems like something crazy to you. Because you don't know the story. The reason you're sitting here right now wondering, I don't know what in the world we just watched and this guy yelling and screaming and that was music and I don't even know what kind of music that is. is because you don't know the story. So let me, let me tell you the story behind what you just saw. This, this is a band called, and I had never heard of them until I found this video, okay? This is a band called the Tragically Hip, Now, I don't know how many of you in here have ever heard of a band called the Tragically Hip. Apparently, they weren't that big a deal. I don't know. (laughs) But in 2016, so last year, the lead singer who you just saw, he was diagnosed with terminal brain cancer. And what you just witnessed, they played one final concert so that he could perform one last time before he died. And the video that we just watched is from the last song of the very last concert that he would ever perform at before he died because of what he had going on inside his body. The story matters. The reason why he's so, he's so crazy and so passionate and so all over the place is simply because he knew this was it. This was it. This is the last time I'm going to get to do this, and so I'm going to make the most of it. This is I'm never going to experience this again. My life is about over. And it changes everything when you know a little bit of the story. It puts, a, it, puts it into a little bit better perspective when you know the story. When you know what's going on behind the scenes. Everything changes when you know the story. Can I ask you this morning as we wrap it up do people know the story about why you go to church do people know why you go to church or do they just think it's some you know it's just something that they do because they're religious and that's just what that's what we do in Texas on Sundays as we go to church and it's just the it's just the thing that we do do people just see it as that Or do they know the story about why you go to church? Do people know the story? Come on. Do people know the story about why you love Jesus? Do people know why you love Jesus? Do people know the story or are they just watching your life thinking, Boy, they just act different and they talk different and I don't know what's up with them. I don't know what's going on. Or do people know the story behind why you love Jesus? Because they won't understand until they know your story. Come on, you're showing up at church every Sunday morning. There's probably a reason why. We stand up for 20 minutes on a Sunday morning and worship. Where else do you go that you, could, that you walk into a building? And you stand up for that length of time, and and sing songs, and maybe lift your hands, maybe sing out loud, whatever it is that you do. However you worship, for a lot of us, there's a story behind why we're doing it, because there was something that happened. We had an experience. There was God, Jesus. We put Jesus in the third blank, and it changed everything. And when that happens, your story has the potential and the power to lead other people to Jesus if you share it, if you tell it. Do people know why, do they know the story why you love Jesus? And here's the truth today. If you have a relationship with Jesus, you have a good story to tell. Come on, does anybody have a good story to tell? If you have a relationship with Jesus, you know Jesus personally then you have a good story to tell. And I would be willing to bet there are tons of us in this room today that have a good story that we could be telling. There, I would be willing to bet there are people in your life that you need to be telling your story to, and the reason they're in your life is because God is waiting for you to share your story with them so that it can change everything in their life, but you've got to step out and share your story. You've got to step out and say, you know what, this is what happened to me. And I just feel like I'm supposed to tell you or you meet somebody and they're having a hard time or they just had a loss in their family or something's going on. And you begin to share your story and it has the power to lead them in the direction of Jesus. Now, one day they'll say, you know what? It's no longer because of what you said that I believe. I had an experience with Jesus myself. But you know what that means? At one point, it was because of what you said that led them to Jesus. And started sparking some, itch. Well, I don't know what, like, I, I, they just, I don't know how they could be so at peace with what's going on in their life right now. i got to figure out what that's all about. Tell, they, they just shared their story with me, and I don't know how in the world they got through that, but I just need to figure out who Jesus is. I'm just going to show up at church this Sunday because this is where they said they go to church. And, and something can happen in their life because you shared your story. You and I don't know whose lives hang in the balance of our decision to tell our story. And we think so many times that the decisions we make just affect us, but in reality they have the power to affect everyone around us. The decision about whether or not you're going to share your story affects more than you. Because I believe that God loves to use people's stories to draw other people to himself. Because if you made it through then maybe I can make it through. <laughs> and I want to know how you made it through. So when you tell me how you made it through, then I know that it well if I if I try that out, then maybe I can make it through. Maybe I can maybe I can stop doing that. Maybe I can get out of this hole that I'm in. Maybe I can turn my finances around. Maybe I can maybe my marriage can be saved because yours was. And it's all about the story that you tell. It's all about the story you tell. We're about to to celebrate here in just a moment in baptism, but before we do that, I want to take a moment and, with every head bowed, every eye closed, I'm going to go ahead and bring the worship team up. I want to I want to give you an opportunity today. Maybe you're maybe when you were asking yourself those questions, why do people know the story behind why I love Jesus? Maybe you've never really had an experience with Jesus. Maybe you're here today because somebody else told you their story. Or you're here today because for some reason you felt like you were supposed to show up. I don't believe that it's by coincidence that you're here today. And so I want to give you the opportunity here in just a moment. We're all going to pray this prayer together. But if that's you and today you're saying, you know what, I want to I want to give my life to Jesus today. I want to fill, fill that third blank with him. I've been trying to fill it with this, fill it with that, fill it with that. And today, I want to put Jesus in there and just see how it goes. I want to put Jesus in there and just see if he's faithful. I want to put Jesus in there and just see if he can change my situation. I want to put Jesus in there and just see if something can change. If that's you, we're going to pray this prayer together. But would you be bold enough right now with heads bowed and eyes closed, would you just be bold enough to just slip your hand up where you are right now? Just say I want to be counted in that prayer. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I want us to do this as just in in celebration with those that have raised their hand and just uh just in just honoring them. Can we all pray this together out loud? Just say Jesus thank you for dying for me. I thank you that I don't have to get my life together, but I can come to you and you can begin to change things in my life. I ask you to forgive me of my sins. I receive your forgiveness. And God, thank you for saving me. I confess you as Lord and Savior of my life in Jesus' name. Amen. Come on, can we clap our hands for those that made that decision for the first time today? That's amazing. That's amazing, amazing, amazing. Those of you that are going to be baptized, if you want to just come right over here and and get lined up, we're going to do a few baptisms here in just a moment, and then we're going to go out of here with one final worship song. We want to go out of here right. We want to go out of here uh, just in celebration of of who God is and what He's done, what He's doing in our church, what He's doing in my life, in your life, and so we're gonna we're gonna celebrate. If I can get the baptism team uh, to go ahead and come up here and get in place, we wanna take care of you guys. All right, come on up here, Rodney. He's getting ready. He's getting ready. Isn't this awesome? Just seeing people, <laughs> seeing people say, you know what? You know what? God's, God's changed my life, and I want to tell the whole world what he's done in me. That's what it's all about. Made new weekend, people's life, people being made new in the name of Jesus, all right? You can go ahead and get in there. All right. Well, this is Rodney, and today he just wants to, uh, just in front of all of you, sorry, I'm taking my watch off because it's not waterproof. (laughs) But he just wants to uh, go public with his faith, if we can say it like that. So, Rodney, by your profession of faith in Jesus Christ, I baptize you in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit in Jesus' name. This is amnesty. And have you accepted Jesus as your first Lord and Savior? Yes, sir. That's awesome. That's awesome. Do you want to say anything? I'm ready to move forward with putting Jesus first and loving him with my whole heart. Amen. Amen. Well, by your profession of faith in Lord Jesus Christ, I now baptize you in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name.